Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Hallelujah. The church needs to understand that miracles are for us today. Amen. And I just obeyed God. Praise God. And they sing, you do miracles. Amen. Amen. And the story of the Bible is a story of redemption. Redemption means to put things back where they belong. What the devil does is move things where they don't belong. Amen. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory, and it means to miss the mark. Miss where God intended for you to be. Miss what God intended for you to do. And miss what God intended for you to have. And live a whole life like that. The good news of the gospel is that you don't have to live like that. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Have it means to possess it. That means that then I have what God intended for me to have. I do what he intended for me to do. And I am who he made me to be. Amen. That is redemption. And that's what Jesus came for us to have. But in order for that to take place, there are times miracles have to take place. In order for us to realize what he promised us, it has to be done miraculously because you can't achieve it in just ordinary course of time. You can't achieve it with science and technology. You can't achieve it with medical science. It has to have divine intervention or everything stays the same. When human reason and ability wears out, the person with the PhD at the end of their name tells you I've done everything I can do. Amen, praise God. But God hadn't done everything he can do. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. But amen. To get, to get, to get, to get medical science to move, you just got to have a good insurance card. Amen. But to get God to move, you need to have some faith. Amen. To get God to move, you can, and everybody can have faith because the Bible said he's given me, he's given every man the measure of faith. Come on now. That measure will get you in the throne room. Come on now. That measure will get you the name of Jesus. Come on now. That that measure will get you angels watching over you, protecting you and keeping you. That measure will get you a miracle. Amen. You in the gospel of John? And the gospel of John, I believe it's around here in chapter one. And um, no, chapter two. And uh, over here in chapter, uh, chapter 2, the Bible said that there are, uh, uh, Gospel of John chapter 2, verse 1 on the third there, there came a marriage in Cana, in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus called his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, I'm telling you, this is what not, this is what not, this was not Morgan David, this is not stuff on your corner. This is not at the corner where you go down there and get that at. Amen. Praise God. The Bible talks about two kinds of wine, one you can drink and one you can't. The one you can't is for people that are perishing. The one that you can't makes, causes you to make bad decisions. The one you can't is a marker. 
it'll make a fool out of you. Amen, praise God. The one you can is called Welch's. <laughs> you can get it in jelly form. Amen, or the pouring form. Come on now, come on now. You can, you can eat grapes off a tree. You don't get a buzz eating grapes off a tree. But if you meddle with it long enough, it can mess you up. Say amen to that. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're going to get it at Church on the Rock. One of these days you're going to get it, so just keep coming. And the mother of Jesus said unto them, we have no wine. Unfermented wine. And Jesus said unto her, woe, said unto the woman, what have we to do with thee? Mine hour was not yet. And his mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. That's the first step to your miracle. That whatever he tells you to do, make sure you're listening and you do it. A miracle is always predicated on your action. It's always predicated on your obedience. And his mother knew that. So he said, she said to everybody, whatever, I already put the word out on him. He's thinking about it. I already put the need in front of him. They have no unfermented wine, and it's on his mind. Amen. And now he's getting ready to respond because he's a redeemer. He's a supplier. Amen. Praise God. He is a, he is a regenerator. He's a refresher. He's a restorer. And because they are out, praise God, then that replenishing anointing has been stirred up in him. Come on now. He don't like you running out because the Bible says in Psalms 145, he opens his hand and all living is supplied. I'm trying to tell you this morning, you got a supplier. He, you got a replenisher and his name is Jesus. He is your redeemer and he's ready to put in your life everything the enemy took out. That when he's done replenishing you, it's going to look like you never ran out of anything. Oh, wait till he's done right here. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not time enough to go to the corner store. It's not time enough to seek the natural to get it done. The only way to get it done now is through the supernatural. Aren't you glad you got Jesus in your life? Aren't you glad you got Jesus living in your heart? Aren't you glad you picked him? Aren't you glad you chose him to be your savior? to be your master, to be the Lord of your life, to be your regenerator, to be your deliverer. Aren't you glad you picked him? I know I'm glad, amen. When I picked him, the storm went away. When I picked him, the dark clouds went away. When I picked him, light came in. Darkness was dispelled. Joy came, peace came, help came, promotion came, strength came, power came. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I chose Jesus. When you make the right choice, you don't care about what other people say about you because you know you made the right church. You know you on the king's highway. You know your path is getting ready to get brighter and brighter. You know that no weapon formed against you can prosper and every tongue that rises up against you shall be shown to be in the wrong for your sake. You are more than a conqueror. You can do all things now through Christ who strengthens you. I'm glad I picked him. Hallelujah! I'm not here because I'm the pastor. I'm here because I picked him. Come on now. 
And this is what Mary, this is what Mary did. She picked Jesus. She didn't pick him because he was her son. <laughs> she didn't pick him because he was her son. She had been turning things over in her heart for a long time. She'd been asking questions about this boy a long time. She could tell he ain't like the normal kids. He's different. His wisdom is different. He, every day he's increasing in wisdom and knowledge and favor with God. Every day she's watching this. And she knows of all the people in this room right now and anybody in this city, this is who you need to be listening to. Boy, that's something when you tell everybody in the room, listen to him and whatever he says, do it. You ain't been in a room like that ever before where everybody in the room, he got your answer. I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus got your answer. I don't know what you're dealing with, but he got your answer. I don't know what you're going through, but he got your miracle. I don't know what you need, but he's your way maker. I don't know what kind of things you're going through, but he's your joy. He gives you joy that no man can take away. People can talk to you and, and give you bad letters and trials and all kinds of things like that, but he's got a joy that they can't take away from you. Because you know whatever they're trying to bring, he can turn it around. Whatever kind of trouble is there, he can fix it. That's why I picked Jesus. And that's why his mama picked him too. Because he is great. And he's doing miracles. And there were set six water pots of stone. Come on now. Six is the number for man. That's the day on the sixth day God made man. Come on now. There were set six water pots of stone. Come on now. And after the man of the purifying the Jews contained him two or three firkins apiece. You probably have measured a firkin, but a firkin is pretty, it's a pretty tall. It's probably about the size of this table I'm dealing with somewhere in this vicinity. And they were filled with water. They were filled with substance that was not sufficient for this event. Come on now. They were filled with substance that were not sufficient for this event. Sometimes men are not filled with what they need to be filled with. Come on now. Sometimes they're not filled with what they need. Vessels don't have in them what God intended to put in. Come on now. The kingdom of God is righteousness. It should be on the inside of you. Peace, it should be on the inside of you. Joy should be on the inside of you. Power should be on the inside of you. Amen. God is ready to fill you this morning. Come on now with the right stuff. But it takes a miracle. Has he filled you this morning? See, when you get really regenerated, God reaches down on the inside of you and pulls the old nature out of you. He pulls the don't want to out of you and puts the want to on the inside of you. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this pot of stone? Even when I want to do good, evil is already present. But he goes on to chapter 8 in Romans. Thank God for Jesus Christ that he takes out the old nature, puts the new nature on you. Puts praise on the inside of you. Puts righteousness on the inside of you. Put I want to serve Jesus all the days of my life on the inside of you. Have you ever been turned around? Have you ever been going in the wrong direction and Jesus stepped in and changed your destiny? Then you are saved. It takes an intervention of supernatural ability to change your course. When you change your course, when your course is changed, everybody can tell it's different. You talk different. You walk different. You go to different places because a change has come over you. Give God some praise in here. If you've been changed. 
people ought to know you've been changed. These parts are changed, and if he can change a part, he can change you. And Jesus said unto them, fill the parts with water. Water is a type and shadow of the Holy Ghost. Yes, it is. Talks about water, but he also talks about the Holy Ghost as being the new wine. Come on now. Come on now. Praise God. God is about ready to shift you. Come on now. He's about ready to shift the substance in you. The Holy Ghost comes in you like water, but he wants to flow out of you like new wine. When you're flowing like new wine, you don't care what people think about you. You don't care what they think about you. You carry your Bible into McDonald's and plop it down on the table and say, hey, the Lord is good and he made everything in here and I'm going to pray over this Big Mac. You carry your Bible to the job. You're not ashamed of the gospel. You know it's the power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed to get up and walk out of my house going to church because the God I'm giving to worship gave me the house. Feel the house. Bless the house. Hallelujah. The car I'm going to ride into church, he gave me that. The clothes I got on my back, he provided for me. The praise I'm giving him, it came out of the lungs that he gave me. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord because he's the provider. Say amen to that. Fill up the water pots. They filled them to the brim. Man, praise God. He, Jesus has gone to another level. He's filling them to the brim. But he said, your cup runneth over. Come on now. And he said unto them, draw out now. Come on now. <laughs> and bear to the feast, bear to the governor of the feast. If it's just water, it's going to be a problem. Because everybody got water. Everybody got a firkin of water sitting around somewhere. Because <laughs> it's used for pure, it's used for cleaning, it's used for cleaning things. Come on now. When God gets in, he gets in your life, he wants to be able to draw out of you. Come on now. Come on now. When we draw, what come out of you? Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. When we're drawing, what come out of you? Does love come out of you when we draw? Come on now. I'm talking about after you work a long day. Come on now. Come on now. And then, and then all of a sudden, the honey-do list come out. What come out of you when somebody really drawn on you? What comes out of you when people really need you? and they are drawing out of you. Are they getting that water for washing feet? Are they getting that new flowing wine of the Holy Ghost? Come on now. Are they getting, that, are they getting the joy? Are they getting the fruit of the Spirit? Are they get, when they're drawing out of you, are they getting the fruit of the Spirit? Come on now. Are they getting that crushed fruit of the Spirit? Are they getting that new wine? Are they getting the love? Are they getting joy? Are they getting peace? Are they getting patience? Are they getting long-suffering? Are they getting gentleness? Are they getting kindness? Are they getting meekness? Are they getting mercy? Are they getting self-control? Are they getting faith? What are they getting when they draw out of you? Amen. And, he, when, when, and not only, we're not just drawing it, we got to give it to somebody. Come on now. Somebody's got to partake of what we're pulling out of you. That's why he said, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Don't be drunk with natural wine where there's access, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. How do you get full of the Holy Ghost? You speak to yourself. Come on now. Some of you, some of you are not where you need to be because you didn't speak to yourself long enough this week. 
The Bible said if you're going to be full of this new supernatural Holy Ghost wine, you're going to have to speak to yourself. You want to speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody to the Lord out of your own heart. Sometimes you got to learn how to praise him when you all by yourself. If you're going to have something somebody can draw out of, you got to praise God when the piano is not there. You got to be able to say he is great when the praise and worship team is. You got to be able to say you do miracles. I'm stuck in traffic, but you do miracles. You are great. You got to be able to praise him. You got to be able to be a fountain of praise, spiritual songs, hymns, making melody in your heart. You can't go all week long and have, because the draw is coming. The draw is coming. But you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for somebody to dip out of you. God wants you to be a miracle. He wants to do a miracle in you. Come on, so you can be a miracle to somebody else. Go ahead and draw out of me. I, I got peace that passes all understanding. Go ahead, I got joy that no man can take away. All the church needs to do some work. Don't you understand that? You know the church needs to do some work. You need to be singing this week. We gave you the song, You Are Great. Come on now. We gave you the song. You do miracles so great. There's no one else like you. Yeah. There is no one else like you. Yeah. It's the sound that comes from your heart. Praise will steal the enemy in the vision. If you get full of God, then you'll be empty of demonic influence. If you praise the Lord, you will steal the avenger. If you don't let praise come out, trouble will get in. You got to understand how you work. Speaking to, you, speaking to yourself. How do you stay full? Speaking to yourself. I'm speaking to you right now. But in a few minutes, it's going to be based on how you speak to you. You shouldn't be letting Corona speak to you. You should be speaking to you. You shouldn't be letting wars and rumors of wars speak to you. You ought to be speaking to you. You shouldn't let bills speak to you. You ought to be speaking to you. You ought not let be trials speaking to you. You ought to be speaking to yourself. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Even if you don't know what to say in the natural, you need to get full of the Holy Ghost and sing in the spirit. You can be singing in the Holy Ghost. You need to learn how to live full. Not with just natural substance of water. No, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Then he goes on down here a little bit farther. He says right here, he says, um, he said he gave to the governor of the feast and when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine. That means divine intervention. What is a miracle? Divine intervention in the ordinary course of nature. It looked ordinary to get those pots. It looked ordinary to fill them with water. But after you obeyed God and did what he told you to do, he does miracles when people obey him. And because they did, while they was pouring supernatural intervention 
in the course of ordinary nature begin to take place. Jesus said, my God is, my dad is already, always working. We sang a song, he never stops working. If you keep singing to yourself, he'll keep working. If you'll keep praising, he'll keep working. If you'll keep speaking the word, he'll keep working. If you stay in obedience, he will keep working. And while you are pouring, your wine is coming. While you are praising, it's coming. While you giving thanks, it's coming. Come on now. It's coming. And it says right here, and he says, and the water was made wine. Because the Bible said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it goes on to say that everything that was made was made by the word. When you put a demand on the word, the word is going to make what you demanded. I said, when you put a demand on the word, the word starts making what you demanded. It starts making what you demanded. Come on now, because redemption is a promise. Redemption is a covenant. Redemption is God's duty. Redemption is the duty of Jesus. He is responsible for putting things back where they belong. And there's supposed to be wine here. So guess what he's doing? Come on now, he's making it happen. Somebody say, he's making it happen for me too. He's ha it's happening right now. Give him a praise right now. Making it happen right now. And, 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 and they tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was. But the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. Come on now. There were some people in there. No, we put water in there. There's some people that know we put water in there. Come on now. But it's coming out on the other end based on your expectation. And, he, and verse 10, he said unto him, every man at the beginning do set forth good wine. And when folk have gotten drunk, then that which is worse, but notice they wasn't drunk. They could tell the difference between the two. I said notice they wasn't drunk. They could tell the difference between the two. I said, notice they wasn't drunk. They can tell the difference between the two. In this life, you got to be able to tell the difference between the two. You got to tell the difference between holy living and unholy living. Righteousness and unrighteousness. We were singing a song when we first came in here. You got to live right. Come on now. All I got to do is live right and believe in what he said. I can call him in the morning. I can call him. Make sure you can always call him. And when I call him, everything will be all right. It does not matter how big the problem may be. Jesus promises he'll take care of. All right, thank y'all for y'all help. I'll be at the choir's practice this week. But anyway, no, I won't eat. We keep doing my job. Praise the Lord. It says they could tell the difference, so they weren't selling that stuff. It wasn't MD 2020 there, or whatever's at your favorite Kroger store. But thou hast kept the good wine. Amen. The stuff that don't get you drunk is the good wine. Amen. I help you this morning. Come on now. So when somebody push a, the Bible said, don't look at it when it's sparkling in front of you. 
give that to the one that has no hope. He says, thou has, wine is a marker. Strong drink is raging. Jack Daniels is raging. I don't care how many Jack Daniels commercials you see during the football game. It's raging. It makes you say things and do things you wouldn't ordinarily do. It breaks your consciousness down. Say amen to me. You ought to be glad I messed up your party. You said somewhere, don't know what happened. You won't know what happened, then you got to get in the deliverance line. Amen. You don't know how many people had to get in the deliverance line. Because they got somewhere and got some in and they shouldn't got made bad choices. Say amen to that. I'm preaching real good right now. Amen. Go find, go find the people that lives are perishing. Go see them. Go see them. Don't go see the people that look like they're having fun. Go see them that sin was pleasure before season. And now their season is over. Go see them. That's deception. Looking at the ones that's in the season. Go see the people that are out of the season now. Amen. Go see them before you think I'll take. This is beginning, it says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Amen. Amen. Jesus wants you to be able to draw miracles out of you. Turn over here to 1 Corinthians. Turn over here to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. God told me he was doing miracles in this place. Hallelujah. And he told me the way to do it, and I did it. Amen. But I want you to believe. I want you to believe. I want you to keep believing. I want you to know miracles are for us today. And a miracle is supernatural intervention in the course of ordinary nature. God says, Keith, I have to do miracles because sometimes people's lives are so far from where I planned. that I have to intervene with supernatural ability. You know, um, I don't see Diamond, I talked about her. She's in the nursery. I talked about her vehicles flipping over three times, she said. The car lands on all four. The car lands on all four. A lady runs out of the house to check on her, and her Bible is sitting in the passenger seat, folded. The lady looked at the Bible. How many, how many people know if you, your car flip over three times, the devil ain't trying to put your Bible folded in, the, in, in your car seat? He wants, he wants Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John spread out, out all over the interstate with you mixed in the, between the pages. But when you come out without a scar and your Bible is sitting in the passenger seat like somebody put it there, I call that supernatural intervention in the course of ordinary nature. Come on now. <laughs> ah, praise the Lord. <laughs> this is what it says right here. And God has said, look at verse 28. Uh, second, first Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. Now God has set some in the church, first apostles. That's the highest office in the church. That's not somebody got saved last week. Not somebody got saved last week. 
It's not, it's not somebody that's never been submitted to nobody. They have no spiritual lineage. It just popped up out of nowhere. They have nobody can speak well of them because they ain't served nobody. And a lot of that goes on. I'm just telling you, a lot of that goes on. It's the highest office in the church, and knowing there's going to be somebody that's real seasoned. We're talking, about, we're talking several years in the ministry. And they've been faithful at every level of ministry. You don't just pop out and you're an apostle because you found it in the Bible. First, that's what I want to be first. I'm an apostle. No, that's not how it works. Secondary pro pro prophets, that's Dr. Michael Jacobs, my pastor. Thirdly, teachers. And after that, miracles and gifts of healing and helps and governments and diversity of tongue. God said, I said all this in the church. I want my church to be the greatest institution on the planet. I want my church to be the answer for all the world. Upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I remember when, um, I think it was Channel 11 News was, was in the Louisville, Kentucky, was doing a series on miracles on their regular news station. So they, they went out, Channel 11 in, in, uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, so they went out and they asked all the churches, why did they go to the churches? That's what they said. They realized if we want to find the true source of miracles, write the churches. Why? Because miracles are set in the church. If anybody tells you God does not do miracles anymore, they tore 1 Corinthians chapter 12 out of their Bible. 14 too, and plenty of other places. So <clears throat> they wrote Church on the Rock, Indiana, and said if you have any, any testimonies that will represent a supernatural intervention where God intervened, then we want you to write it down and send it to us. Dr. Jacobs saw it. He said, I ain't messing with the news. He, was, he, got this big old, uh, he got this big old shred in his office, and he was going to shred it. Pastor Donna ran in and said, no, don't do that. We got a miracle in our church. <clears throat> they had a person in that church that was in stage four cancer, inoperable tumor, less than 7% chance of living. Dr. Jacobs told him when he got the report, it says you can cry, you can scream, you can do everything. But at the end of the day, we're going to put this in the arena of faith. Yeah. And I watched the young man when he was going through that. You could see faith coming out off of him. Yeah. You can see when people are in faith yeah. and you can see when people are in presumption. Yeah. You're skillful enough, you can tell the difference. And I was standing next to him in the worship service and I could feel the faith coming off of him. Had the chemo bag, pumping chemo was singing in the church, you are great. You do miracles so great. They wasn't singing that song, but it was a song, something like that song. But anyway, I don't remember the song they were singing, but I could tell it. How many people know faith miracles don't take a long time? It don't take long for God to turn it. Come on now. It don't take long for God to turn it. And he did something, and after what he did, I realized this is how you get a breakthrough. You speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You get in the Word all day long. Word saturation solves all problems. 
when you're putting the word in you, you're putting the word in you that made everything. And if you're believing for the word that makes you new, that's what's happening in you. So after a series of in the word and, and stand with the word and worshiping God, he goes back to the doctor after several weeks. And um, he goes back to the doctor after several weeks. And he tells the doctor, I'm done with chemo. I'm done with radiation. They said, you blank, blank fool. You're going to die. Dr. Jacob spoke up and said, don't you ever talk to us again. You are not theologians. That's my area. You are a doctor of medicine. I'm a doctor of the word. You stay on your side of the fence. I'll stay on mine. And don't you ever tell us what our God will do for us or will not do for us ever again. And we are leaving. So they started down the hallway. And they start going outside the hospital. But one of the doctors stopped him. And they said to this young man, will you let us do another CAT scan on you? And he said, sure. So he laid him down. They put him in the tube. And they ran him through. The cat ran him through that, that, that machine that shows everything in your body. And they had already done it for first, but they had, a, they, had a, they had a picture before and they had a picture after. When they got both of the results, Dr. Jacob said they came in the room, they kept looking at both of them. Somebody say, you are great and you, and you do miracles so great. And they were sitting there watching this and they were looking at before you are great and after you are great. They were looking at before you do miracles and after you do miracles. I'm trying to tell you this morning, he is great. They were looking at, they were looking at the, in, the place where the inoperable tumor was in his brain. The tumor was gone. The picture, you can see the tumor there, and it's not there now. Not only that, they said cancer leaves a mark on your body. It was eating out his skull. But somebody say, you are great, and, and you do miracles so great. When they looked at the new casket, the bone is put back. Because redemption means we're going to put everything back where it belongs. Amen? Because miracles are said in the church, we're going to put everything back where it belongs. Before he took the treatments, they said, you better put some seed in a jar. Because you may not be able to cry again. You may not be able to have children. But he believed in the greatness of God. Come on now. And so they believed that. They believed over there in Mark chapter 16. No deadly thing will harm you. We'll take the chemo to go to the places it's supposed to go. But the good cells, no deadly thing will harm them. Because God is great. He can make chemo go to the cells it's supposed to go to and miss the stuff. That's good stuff. When they missed his seed, and when they were given the testimonies on channel 11, the little children were running around in the living room. You know why? Because he said miracles in the church. Did you get your miracle this morning? Is it working in your life this morning? Do you believe that God, oh, I believe that God is working right now. You're working today. You're going to be working tomorrow. You're going to be working next week. You're going to be working all the days of my life. I got an eternal redemption. After all this is said and done, you'll still be doing miracles. You'll still be great. Oh, this is a great week for you because you serve a mighty God. You ought to praise him. Let God know all week long I'm going to fill this part with praise 
hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in my heart. Glory be to the Most High God.